Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Football preseason has arrived, and baseball is coming down to the wire. BetOnline has you covered for the rest of the summer and beyond with the best odds, promos, payouts, and parlays. Use our promo code believe 50 that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. afternoon or good night however and whenever it is you may be listening thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the take it easy podcast live on the believe podcast network Except, of course, it isn't live because it's, as always, a podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It is August 9th, according to my count. It may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in. However and whenever it is, you may be listening. Today is a very special episode of the Take It Easy podcast. As you know by now because you've heard me say it over and over. But if you are a first-time listener to the podcast, I spent the month of July making a five-part documentary series about the San Antonio Spurs, Kawhi Leonard, Greg Popovich, the greatest dynasty in North American pro sports, how it all fell apart, and how the Toronto Raptors might have the San Antonio Spurs' sixth championship sitting in their locker room right now. And this story took, like, 80 hours of work to make. It's four and a half hours long. It's broken down into five parts. It has its own podcast feed. All the links are in the description to this episode. For each of the individual episodes, its own feed. It's on the Take It Easy podcast feed. Some of our most popular episodes in the history of the Take It Easy podcast have, uh, in fact, come from this Fall of the Spurs Dynasty show, which just shows how much you guys engage with great content. And I appreciate all of your continued support. So in making this podcast series, I got to uh, talk with the people over at SB Nation and and communicate with them. I got to become a a writer for the page to publish the show. We did stuff with the Spurs Discord. You heard me talk to Danny Sanders last week on the show about the Spurs. It was a great podcast. And I got the distinct honor of getting to talk to Jeff Garcia. He's a news reporter in San Antonio who covers the Spurs and hosts every single day the Locked On Spurs podcast, which is uh, available on the Locked On Podcast Network. All of the teams across all of the major sports have their own daily podcasts with Locked On. A couple weeks ago, we talked to Ben Beacon of the Locked On Timberwolves podcast. We've had uh, lots of people come on from the Locked On Network. And Jeff actually invited me onto his show to talk about the San Antonio Spurs, the documentary series, some more behind-the-scenes stuff with that. And I wanted to share that show here today with all of you. This was Monday's episode of the Locked on Spurs podcast here 
to be shared on Tuesday. Links to that show are available with all of the links in the description to this episode. There's a lot of different links in the description of this episode. Make sure to check those out. While we're doing the plugs, check out all our social medias, our YouTube, the Slump Buster YouTube as well. All kinds of great stuff that you can check out with the link in the description of this episode that says CKSAML Productions. It's a fun name for this little funky production company. So with that being said... Let us welcome in Jeff Garcia, who is going to interview me as part of the Locked on Spurs podcast, talking about the Spurs and the fall of the Spurs Dynasty documentary that I, in fact, made last month. You are Locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, hey, it's the offseason. And one thing I like about the offseason, it gives us a chance to try different things, uh, bring in different guests, uh, and bring in very uh, unique guests. And that's what we got for you today. We got a very, very special, unique guest here. You know, you, you've probably seen it floating out there uh, among uh, Spurs fandom and Spurs Twitter. But there's a documentary out there via a podcast, and it is called The uh, Fall of the Spurs Dynasty. Uh, yeah, it takes you uh, from where the Spurs were at the perch of the NBA to where they are now. And obviously, a big dive into the Kawhi Leonard situation. And it is a great listen. I've had a chance to listen in, and I recommend everybody to do this. Now, we have the author, the creator of this podcast documentary. His name is Kyle Ledbetter, and he created and is the host of The Fall of the Spurs Dynasty, available wherever you get podcasts. Going to bring him in. Kyle, welcome to Locked on Spurs. Uh, Yeah, glad to have you, man. I am very, very excited to be here. Uh, thank you for having me on the show, and I'm excited to talk San Antonio basketball with you. You know, Kyle, um, you know, whenever you want to come on Lockdown Spurs, you can just ask me directly. You don't have to go to in-betweens. That's <laughs> totally okay with me, but uh, I, I, I'm not deep in the Spurs community. Uh, you know, I, I had to follow you on Twitter and then figure out how to communicate. I totally get it. I, I'm working around Spurs Twitter to to figure out just how the dynamics work here. Yeah, it's all good. I just want to just poke some fun with you right now. But I'm, I'm, I'm thank you for uh, making some time to come on Lockdown Spurs. You know, we'll get into the the meat of your show in just a few minutes, but I want to get to know you, uh, let the listeners get to know who you are. How did you come about this? What inspired you to create this show, The Fall of the Spurs Dynasty? Yeah, so I am uh, probably uh, younger than most of the people listening to this show. I graduated college this last year, and, and during college, I was uh, podcasting on the side. I, I host a show called Take It Easy. It's like a daily sports radio type of show, and we're with Believe. And uh, so as time got on, I got better at learning how to do this podcast thing. And then with the uh, people over at the SB Nation Spurs site, uh, I was able to communicate that I had this idea for a podcast series, and it was around the 2018 Spurs season and telling the story about the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And they were really helpful in, in making that podcast series work. They, they set me up with a way to, to publish the show on their website and engage with Spurs fans as a, uh, as a writer for that site. And 
from there, I, I communicated with people in the Spurs Discord and people on Spurs Twitter. And uh, this thing kind of just took on a life of its own. But uh, originally, it was just being interested in telling the story and uh, finding a place to make the story come to life, shall we mm-hmm. say. Are, are you a Spurs fan or are you just more of a sports fan? I am not a Spurs fan. So originally, I am from San Diego, California. I was born there and raised there. Um, San Diego is as cursed a sports city as any you can think of. Call it Cleveland, call it Minnesota, any of the biggest cursed sports cities. That's what San Diego is. We haven't won a a championship in 50, 60 years. Uh, We're now going, I guess, going on 60 years this year. And um, when I was a child, the the Padres weren't any good. The Chargers weren't any good. But I grew up about five minutes away from San Diego State. And that's where Kawhi Leonard played. Mm-hmm. And from there, that's kind of my connection into this story and following Kawhi's career. And uh, then I moved to Sacramento for college. And, and now I live in Sacramento. And I've always followed sports and been a sports nerd and especially love basketball, but myself, I'm not a Spurs fan. My, my entry into this story was originally through my fascination with Kawhi Leonard and and fascination with the NBA. Gotcha. All right. So I I see what's going on here. You know, you're following uh, Kawhi, you know, he had a stint in San Antonio and you're like, Hey, you know, wow, look how much they've fallen from the perch of the NBA. But look, I mean, every, every team, goes through this whether it's an mlb team nba team i mean look at the look at the cavaliers you know they, they lose a bron one time and they're been down to the, the, the cellar again all teams go through this spurs just been fortunate to sustain it for over two decades did you know again we'll get into the meat of this in a while but during your research and preparation for your show did you find that fascinating you know the spurs were able to maintain some sort of playoff you know stability for over two decades something unheard of it was the part of the story that i was most fascinated to dive into because the the story i wanted to tell originally was basically parts four and parts five of the story which is like how this level of success ends up falling apart so quickly and yet no one really talks about it but then as i'm doing this research i'm thinking to myself Not even the New England Patriots could pull off what the Spurs did. Not even the greatest teams in any sport could have the level of success that San Antonio has. They're they're this great exception across all of North American sports. Uh, Obviously, they're Mm -hmm. in a salary cap sport. They don't play in what the NBA terms a large media market. In fact, I think they're one of the the 10 smallest media markets in the NBA based Mm -hmm. on uh, the numbers that I found from four or five years ago in research. and. They were successful for 28 to 30 years straight, and the, they had four Hall of Famers pass through the organization who, except for the one right. year Tony Parker went to Charlotte, played their entire careers there. When you talk about mm-hmm. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, right. it's incredible that they were able to build that system and that level of stability for 28 years. And uh, that's mm-hmm. basically what all of part one became of the show, which is like, this is, to- this is never supposed to exist in any sports league. All <laughs> sports leagues are meant yeah. to legislate parody. Like that the worst teams get the best chance that the, the top picks in the draft and the, the salary caps are meant to make it. So you can't keep players for 20 years. And the Spurs just defied all of the logic for tw- three decades straight you're not supposed to be able to go from 
mm-hmm. top 50 player ever in David Robinson to one of the, the five greatest players of my lifetime and Tim Duncan to Kawhi right. Leonard, who for about two years might have been the best player in all of the NBA. It's just it's not supposed to happen right. like that. Yeah, we, we, can all, we can also not forget about, you know, the, the Spurs able to sustain that success with the greatest, you know, Matt Bonner. You know, you can't forget him, Kyle. <laughs> oh, of course. But, There's so many Matt Bonners on that team, too. I mean, <laughs> learning about yeah. Boris Diaw, Tiago Splitter, Dewan Blair, just so many guys right. who they oh, just God, picked up in the second DeJuan round Blair's who became Spurs culture. Name. Yeah, I haven't heard Dewan Blair's name in years. Wow. Uh, never thought I'd mention him on Lockdown Spurs. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's a great series. Uh, we're going to get into the meat of this in just a few seconds. But yeah, his name is Kyle Ledbetter, the show. The Fall of the Spurs Dynasty, available wherever you get podcasts. Make sure to follow, follow Kyle on Twitter at SportsDSD underscore. Do it right now. And by the way, you know, shout out to uh, a frequent fan guest here, fan guest here uh, Danny, Danny Sanderville, Sanders. He, uh, he connected uh, Kyle and myself so we can have this show for everybody right here on Locked On Spurs. But when we get back, we're going to get into the heart of it. I got some questions. Uh, for Kyle that I think a lot of Spurs fans also have as well. For those who are listening into his podcast slash documentary on the fall of the Spurs dynasty. But hey, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And I want to talk to you about Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, well, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Hey, it's even healthy for you. Yes, I kid you not. These uh, cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to built.com right now, snag a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place to hoard them for yourself. Like all built bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty, covered in cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. It is so good. I've already gone through a box. I need to order myself a new one now. You're going to love it. Uh, they're perfect when you need a snack for your workout, grab a quick bite, perfect protein bar. They taste better than a candy bar. Dips the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get yourself 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15. Go to Built.com right now. How often do you think about football kickers? Aside from a game-winning kick or a bad miss, probably not a lot. Kickers aren't discussed until they are needed. Yet, they are one of the most crucial members of any football team. I'm Cole Weinstein, host of Locked On Presents Through the Uprights, a narrative podcast series all about kickers and the art of making a field goal. Listen to Lou Groza winners, decade-plus NFL veterans, and even a Hall of Famer tell you what it takes to become an elite kicker. From what a kicker does on the sideline, to crazy stories like Morton Anderson's game winner in the 1998 NFC Championship, to a tell-all from Roberto Aguayo once called the most promising kicking prospect this century. This podcast has it all. Locked On Presents Through the Uprights is available now wherever you listen to podcasts. We're back with Kyle Ledbetter. He is 
the host and creator of the fall of the Spurs dynasty. It's available wherever you get podcasts right now. He also has a personal podcast called take it easy. And uh, I believe that's also available where they where all podcasts are uh, Kyle. Yes, it is available wherever you get podcasts and uh, it's episodes similar to this come out every day. Perfect. Follow him on Twitter at sports DSD underscore do it right now. All right, let's get into the, uh, the meat of your show. And, you know, we, we kind of hit on a lot of the, the, the usual suspects here, your Duncans, you know, your Tonys, your Kawhi, but during your research and, you know, digging in for, for information for your show, a lot of, uh, you know, in my opinion, I think a lot of people and Spurs fans think the fall of the dynasty happened when Claw left. But I beg to differ. I think it happened when Duncan left. It's really interesting because in most great historical dynasties, I myself am trained a little bit in history. So I've studied, you mm-hmm. know, thousands of years of humankind and great civilizations like that. But there's never one exact endpoint of when things are. I think that everyone's going to have differing opinions. For some people, it was when Tim Duncan retired. For some people, it was right. uh, the, the day that Kawhi Leonard got injured against Zaza Pachulia in the playoffs. Uh, for others, it was the Kawhi Leonard trade. Uh, for others, it was the time that the playoff streak came to an end. And I mm-hmm. think that all of them are correct and all of them are based on interpretation. It's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of people who have engaged with the show have said the same thing. Like, it didn't end when Kawhi Leonard got traded. It ended when this happened or this Duncan happened. retired, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that Tim Duncan's retirement totally signifies a, a moment mm-hmm. in, in where everything stopped succeeding because I think it was only 12 months later that Kawhi Leonard's injury against Zaza Pachulia mm. happened. And I, I think the the path that I took in, in writing the story was the end of the dynasty is all of those points. And there is no exact one moment. The way I decided to tell the story was through Kawhi Leonard and the 2018 season was when it went from this thing might have a chance to continue to, now it's over and you know the next four years after Kawhi Leonard leaves kind of signifies that something right. had changed in San Antonio so where does your uh show pick up you know is it at the Tim Duncan retirement or is it a little further along work when fans tune into that first episode where does it begin at so the very beginning of the show, the, the very first thing you will hear is setting the stage of what I think is one of my favorite moments of this entire story, which is DeMar DeRozan sitting in a jack-in-the-box parking lot at 2 a.m. being informed by the Raptors that he has been traded to San Antonio. And it's this moment that for me kind of reflects the change of the guard for him and for the Spurs. Uh, but after that, it dives into all the way back to the beginnings of the George Gervin days and the Spurs transition to the ABA or from the ABA to the NBA. And this story of how the Spurs became the San Antonio Spurs episode one is what I call the greatest dynasty in North American pro sports, because that's ultimately what the Spurs have been for 30 years. And episode one takes you from the earliest, earliest days of the Spurs all the way to when Kawhi Leonard is drafted in 2011. Mm-hmm. So we we go through David Robinson, we go through Greg Popovich coming on board and then uh, drafting the, well, the first championship, then drafting Manu Ginobili with the second to last pick in the draft and Tony right. Parker with a late first round pick, uh, signing Bruce Bowen from guy who's plays in three different leagues to 
than making the all-defensive team all eight seasons that he plays in San Antonio. And Mm -hmm. going through how the Spurs uh, built themselves up in such a way, and then episodes two and three tell the stories of Greg Popovich and Mm -hmm. tell the stories of Kawhi Leonard going back to both of their childhoods and their backgrounds and every step along the way for them to get to to where they were because ultimately uh, Popovich and Kawhi are the two central figures to the story that I want to tell in episode four and episode five. And in telling the stories of Popovich Mm -hmm. and Kawhi, we go through the 2013 finals. We go through uh, Kawhi, or really the aftermath of the game six with the Ray Allen shot where uh, Greg Popovich is consoling everybody at a restaurant. And this is the moment that Manu Ginobili says is the, the fondest memory he ever had of Greg Popovich was him going table to table after game six, of 2013 and uh, stories like that, that, that tell the story of Popovich. And then uh, from about 2014 to 2017, that's that love, that run of success for the Spurs where they have 67 wins. They win the championship in 2014. Right. Uh, that's through the mechanism of, or through the story of Kawhi Leonard going from being mm-hmm. really great defensive player to one of the three best players in all of the NBA. And you know, I find it fascinating, um, this this story because, you know, I'm old enough for I'm likely old enough to be your dad. That's how old I am. But um, I remember the Gervin days. I remember the Hemisphere Arena days. I remember when Hemisphere Arena was just one floor. It, it didn't even have a second level. And to see this team evolve from the ABA into its entry to the NBA to the Kawhi drama. I, I mean, I don't, I don't recall any, any type of, you know, pinnacle. I never, I had never seen the Spurs reach that type of pinnacle in the NBA until the dynasty was around. I mean, that was just amazing to to see this team evolve from the Robinson era. And Robinson, as great as he was, just simply could never have take, could couldn't take the team over the hump. You know, they bring in Rodman. It wasn't enough. You know, they, they, you know, you know, and then until Timmy comes along, and you know, the rest is history. But it, you know, you, what I love about your storytelling in the sh- in the uh, show you put out there again, the uh, fall of the Spurs dynasty, available wherever you get podcasts, is just how it's it, you bring you take the reader on a step by step, and that's what I liked about it. You know, especially in the Kawhi Leonard one, because there were so many moving parts in the Kawhi Leonard episode. It's it's his uncle, it's the Nike issue, it's the the claw logo, it's. It's all that, you know, and how you bring it to, you kind of distill it to very simple, biteable, easy to chew parts. And that's why I highly recommend everybody to check it out. Now, speaking of Kawhi Leonard, obviously a lot of Spurs fans are really going to get their ears uh, perked up for that episode because let's face it, a majority of these these listeners are, you know, part of that Kawhi Leonard. They grew up with the Kawhi Leonard era, you know, for how short it was. But how difficult was it for you to put that chapter of the Spurs history together, because like I said, there were just so many moving parts during that time. 2018 was the story that I had originally been fascinated by. Cause this was my last year of high school. I loved Kawhi Leonard and he was my favorite basketball player. And it amazed me that in the NBA where we have superstars moving all the time. It's the thing that most people think about now when they think of the NBA is like stars have the power to move to different places. We had 
may, the NBA's most successful franchise, not their premier franchise, but the most successful NBA franchise and one of its three best players having this incredible fallout in 2018 and nobody talked about it. And, and there was reporting done around it, but nobody really talked about it because of how secretive the Spurs can be with protecting information and how Kawhi Leonard wasn't, or at least Kawhi Leonard's camp, wasn't going to to put things out in the public and, and make this a public battle. It was a very sheltered situation where it took a lot of reporting on the Kawhi injury, which was two different injuries because it was the one against the, the Warriors in 2017. Right. And then the, the other leg had a quad injury. And then you had the, the fallout with the doctors and you had the the team meeting you had Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard going to New York and basically hiding from Spurs doctors you had the Woge report that brought things into the light and the Spurs kind of went into damage control and there like you said there were so many moving parts that uh episode four was originally I thought going to be by far the longest episode of the right. show episode five ended up being a little shorter but about as long as episode four um but it, it seemed like episode four was going to be all of the moving parts coming together into one gigantic episode, which also includes the, the story about Kawhi Leonard's apparel contract and yeah. him idolizing Michael Jordan, signing with Jordan brand just because, of course, I'm going to sign with Michael Jordan's brand coming out of, of college. And, you know, from there having a fallout and kind of becoming his own person as that 2018 season goes along. Yeah, it, it's a fascinating episode. Um and what it was a little personal for me because I was in Barclays Center the night that Kawhi Leonard got drafted. As a matter of fact, you know, a little personal history for myself. I was the first person from San Antonio to interview Kawhi Leonard when he got drafted. I remember sitting in the press conference and he's still wearing a Pacers cap. And there is I'm surrounded by Pacers reporters. And I'm in the room. And that's when the NBA or the, uh, you know made the announcement that there's been you hear it you heard it in the Barclays in the tunnels I heard there's been a trade to announce and I was like what so and I I need to find it I I still have um, the uh, quote sheets from that night and in there you can see the NBA with my quote my question like did you Kawhi Leonard do you know you just got traded to San Antonio that was my first question to Kawhi Leonard ever. And he kind of looked at me and he shrugged his shoulder. He's like, oh, okay. Like that. That's all he told me. So the Pacers, <laughs> the Pacers media kind of just stopped. And I remember they ushered Kawhi off the uh, press conference table because he got traded. You know, he just got traded. The Pacers, you know. So now I'm kind of I'm kind of walking and talking with him. And I remember asking him, oh, want to, you know, welcome to San Antonio. Uh, you know, how, how are you feeling about the move? And very short answers. Very, it, it's, it's good. Okay, thank you. At that moment, Kyle, I knew we were in for a treat in San Antonio because he was going to be very tight lit, you know, not real talkative with media. Uh, but it, it was definitely a ride. I hadn't, in my time covering the Spurs, I had never seen that type of chapter in the Spurs. Now, let me, you know, a lot of people forget there are some quote unquote dark chapters in the Spurs history. You know, there's the Alvin Robertson situation. Um, you know, the early nineties players that were partying out like crazy in San Antonio, but never did we ever see this type of all generational player 
want out of San Antonio. But hey, we're not done talking with Kyle. When we get back, we're going to continue our ch- our chat about his show, The Fall of the Spurs Dynasty, available where we get podcasts. And he's going to tell you uh, more about why you should be listening to his show, why you should be listening to his show. And I got a few more questions for Kyle. So just hang on tight. Thanks for making Locked On your first listen every day. Too much sports? Too little time? That's why for your second listen, we created Locked On Sports Today. Your daily 22-minute recap of the biggest games and stories from the local experts of Locked On. Be caught up every day in just 22 minutes with Locked On Sports Today. Also available on YouTube. We're back with Kyle Ledbetter. He is the uh, host and the creator of the show, The Fall of the Spurs Dynasty, available wherever you get podcasts. Follow him on Twitter at SportsDSD underscore, and make sure to check out his personal podcast called Take It Easy. And it's also available wherever you get podcasts. Now, we were talking about the Kawhi Leonard uh, saga in San Antonio. Were there ever a moment when you're doing your research and you're you're kind of revisiting that time in Spurs history and you're just there with your mouth agape like, wow, this happened. Like, this is just crazy from the hiding in New York City, um, you know, to the uh, Tony Parker comment. My injury was 100 times worse. And I'm also glad the fact you brought up the Danny uh, Green injury. I, th- I think a lot of Spurs fans forget about what he had to say about his injury when he got traded to Toronto. Yeah, I think the one that was the most, I can't believe this happened, was the Kawhi Leonard hiding from the Spurs when he was in New York on his rehab assignment. That was one where I couldn't believe that that was a thing that happened because I just didn't know about it until doing research. I remember the Danny Green point because, you know, myself wanting to, to root for Kawhi Leonard a little bit. I remember when Danny Green came out with that in Toronto and I thought, oh, wait a minute. So the Spurs doctors kind of messed this one up. And, and once I read the story, I realized it wasn't as uh, salacious as maybe I <laughs> yeah. had thought as a kid. Um, but even still, it was that story is underreported and crazy to think about because Danny Green could have seeked a second opinion, but ultimately he knew he was injured and decided to play through it. That one was crazy. Uh, the one that made me laugh the most was in episode two, and this is going way back with Greg Popovich, how the person who was the dean of his school at the Air Force Academy in the 1960s, like 25 years later, ended up buying the Spurs. And <laughs> Greg Popovich is married to the best friend from childhood of his, of this man's daughter who ended up becoming the CEO of USAA and later buying the Spurs. That was one where I was just like, I can't believe that that's a coincidence that actually ended up happening. Just And it, and it led to Greg Popovich getting hired as general manager of the Spurs. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a fascinating show. But, you know, with the fall comes a rise. And you look, we know that this team is in a rebuild. There's they're 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 making it very clear. <laughs> the players <laughs> know that Kelton Johnson's acknowledged it. I, I think they're not hiding it. The, this team has fallen quite down, you know, from their perch. But, you know, I say that because they were at the top or among the best, you know, for quite some time. And now they've 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 gone full tank mode. Bye-bye, DeJounte, Cialani, Derek, you know, good luck to you out in Boston. Do do you think? that this team will be in the cellar for a long time or for a short time based on your research. And if you can project out 
just how much they are going to be in this rebuild. So the thing that seems obvious is that they're not going to make the playoffs next season. And then they're not going to make the playoffs the year after that. I think that's what the the full rebuild starts to signify. So by then it will be 2024. I think they'll be in a much better situation than they are now because they'll have eight first round draft picks that in a three year span, obviously they just used three first rounders this year and San Antonio is going to at the very least have a bunch of young talent. Now I don't know who that'll end up being. So maybe it'll be Scoot Henderson or maybe it'll be uh, the, the guy from France who's at the top of the draft this year. Right. Um, but, yep. Yeah. And, and if one of those players comes to San Antonio, I think that'll help things a whole lot more. Um, but I think San Antonio, and this is weird to say, they've just kind of become like every other team. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think that the odds are that they will get at least a very, very good player over the next two or three years to to get drafted by the Spurs, develop into a a 25 point per game scorer, make all star teams when he's 23. I think that's going to happen because it happens to most teams that end up, you know, going into the tank for years and years and years. So I think there's a bright side on the horizon for San Antonio. Uh, it's just, you know, by the time those two years where they're going to miss the playoffs next year, they're going to miss the playoffs the year after that. I think that by then it's going to be seven years since Kawhi Leonard got injured by Zaza Pachulia in that playoff game, the first game of the Western conference finals and I, the Spurs it's crazy to think about because they were on top of the world. They were up 25 points against the Warriors and, and for seven they years were. later for them to never get back to that point seems kind of insane. Yeah. How how big of of a hit will this rebuild take once Pop says I'm done? Because you're likely seeing that's going to happen sooner than later, you know, whether it be within the rebuild or maybe as soon as the end of next season. You know, in my opinion, I've always said that that's going to be kind of the final nail, so to speak, in what was the Spurs. Yeah, I, I think that I agree with you all the way on that part. You know, there's Tim Duncan's gone, Tony Parker's gone, Ginobili's gone. Uh, even R.C. Buford now is the the CEO of yeah. the Spurs, and he's not as much yeah. on the, the basketball operations side of things. So, I mean, hell, uh, Chip England's gone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I and that was how I I kind of felt that this podcast was concluded is like Greg Popovich is the only one left, and when he leaves, it's all it's going to be all about whether you trust the people who they've put in place to run the team, whether that's Brian Wright, who's the new general manager, or whoever the coaching staff will be once Popovich is gone. Um, if you trust those people to see through the the process and see through the rebuild, then. I think there's there's hope that the Spurs will at least be a, a good team again. I, I think that team, I mean, I'm from Sacramento, but in most cases, teams don't stay bad forever. <laughs> right. uh, so, you know, San Antonio will get talented. Play- I think they have talented players now. I, I personally really like Devin Vassell. I think that he's going to be yeah. a much better player now that he has uh, more of a role that's committed to rebuilding things back up and, uh, obviously, they have three first-round picks this year, but there's just going to be more young talent. Uh, they they cashed out on Dejounte Murray, of course, and uh, mm-hmm. I think once Pop is is gone, which, like you said, it it could be next year, it could be the year after that. Um, whenever that happens, I think it's just going to be about who is uh, who's in charge and whether you trust the the people in power to make the right decisions. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, every episode is worth a listen, everybody, from episode one to the end, you know, from the beginning to the fall. It's such a great show. You know, a lot of Spurs fans are likely going to tune into the Kawhi Leonard episode. And if you do, and then more power to you because Kyle will take you down a road and make you kind of want to hope, definitely show you all the connections, you know, as we highlighted earlier. I knew things were amiss because I remember uh, with Kawhi, I remember being in Brooklyn for the Spurs Nets game. And that was the infamous pop pregame conference with media where he just kind of threw his hands up in the air and said, you're going to have to start asking his camp. Um, mm-hmm. I was there for that. And I remember talking to some Spurs people and obviously I'm not going to name names, but you know, the, I had asked him like, well, what, what the heck is going on? And they had told me, you know, like, like a lot of the players are just were fed up already. So with him and that a lot yeah. of the players were, were thankful, so to speak, because they get his minutes. I mean, that's how bad it got. And when I was told, when I started digging around and poking my nose around. So, yeah, it's definitely a listen. Uh, you also touch on, you know, the uh, DeMar days. Uh, I think that that is pretty cool. You know, I, I love how you uh, highlighted that, you know, because it's, it's it, that was a time where they were still trying to spin their wheels. They were still trying to be relevant. And mm-hmm. uh, based based on, again, you know, based on, you know, what you have put together, do you do you have an opinion whether the Spurs are a little late in this rebuild or should they have done this sooner? Uh, I think that they committed to a plan when they traded for DeMar DeRozan. They said, we're going to give this three years. We're going to turn it around. I think mm-hmm. it was clear by the time the bubble had rolled around that it wasn't going to work out. I mean, they were talking about moving DeMar DeRozan to the bench during that that bubble run where yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge was hurt and and they were starting all the young guys. Uh, so I, I think it was clear that the DeMar experiment wasn't going to work, but they, they kept kind of digging their heels in for another year. Mm-hmm. And even after DeMar left, they were like, we can still turn this ship around. And I, I think that they had the right idea. It's just that it didn't work out. I, mm-hmm. I don't even know if they regret making the trade for DeMar DeRozan instead mm-hmm. of trying to start the rebuild now. It just meant that they kind of missed out on a generation of of trying to get top picks. Like maybe gotcha. if they uh, take the Lakers offer back in 2018 for Kawhi and they they tank for a few years, you know, maybe then they end up with an Anthony Edwards or a Lamelo Ball. But like mm. I think altogether they they made the right call at the time, and maybe they could have pivoted around 2020 instead of waiting until 2021 to for DeMar DeRozan to leave and, you know, getting basically a first round pick in return for him. Um, But I don't think they regret that decision or made the wrong call. I think they, they really thought that they could build maybe not Mm -hmm. a championship team, but at least a really, really good team around DeMar DeRozan. And uh, it just didn't work out. He is Kyle Ledbetter. His show, The Fall of the Spurs Dynasty, available wherever you get podcasts, is available now. I highly recommend everybody to download it. It is such a great listen. Listen to it at work. Listen on a walk. Listen to it uh, you know, at night when you're just relaxing in bed. There's no reason for you to not check it out right now and download it. And uh, yeah, and he's not done. He's also doing his personal podcast called The Take It Easy with Believe Podcast. It's available wherever you get podcasts as well. Uh, is there another uh, team that's next on the horizon uh, that's going to get the Kyle Ledbetter podcast documentary treatment? If anyone wants to uh, to reach out and wants me to do a story on their team, I'm interested. 
Uh, as going through this story, one thing that was most interesting to me, because it was it was really basketball centric. And while talking about all the other stuff is really fun. I It was it was fun to just like narrate basketball games from my childhood and like bring those to life. The team that I got really fascinated with was Oklahoma City and Kevin Durant, because the, the Spurs yeah. played Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard in his eight years in San Antonio, played Kevin Durant six times in the playoffs so I think that that's a really interesting part of this story. But I, my perspective has changed on Oklahoma City just because I used to think the Thunder were this great disappointment because they had Westbrook and Durant and Harden and didn't win a championship. But after doing the research, I realized they were never supposed to beat any of the teams that they uh, played in the playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. especially that 2014 Spurs series where uh, the San Antonio was the one seed. They were the two seed. Durant won the MVP that year. Uh, San Antonio was supposed to win that series, and, and obviously they did and went on to win the championship. So I couldn't find a year that I pointed to and said, it's disappointing that Oklahoma City didn't win in this season because I think the, the whole run, they were underdogs even while having Kevin Durant and Westbrook and, and James Harden. Fascinating, fascinating things on this all of the Spurs Dynasty podcast. Again, he is Kyle Ledbetter. We thank you for uh, listening to Lockdown Spurs and making it your first listen each and every day. And for your second listen, check out Locked On NBA. In just 30 minutes, you'll get everything you need to know about the NBA. Your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. It is Locked On NBA. Make sure to check it out and subscribe to it right now. Kyle, you're the guest. Um, got about a minute here. Any final thoughts you want to give to our listeners about your show? I know that it's titled The Fall of the Spurs Dynasty, but it's not exactly all about the San Antonio Spurs and the bad days. There's a lot of good stuff. And uh, if you come back in a few months, I basically, in writing this story, have uh, I have scripts for a small book at this point. So maybe this will turn into a book sometime in the near future because I already have like 100 pages worth of scripts now available. So... Yeah, if you guys enjoy it, then please send me people who publish books and maybe we can turn this into a, uh, a bigger story about the Spurs dynasty. And when you do that, and if you do that, make sure, uh, Kyle, you come on Lockdown Spurs to break the news with me. Uh, Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, we, we can do now. actual interviews instead, yes, of just, yes. <laughs> instead of just me <laughs> taking secondhand accounts from Michael Wright and Woj and Ramona Shelburne. We, I can do actual interviews and, and you build go. out a real story. All right. And uh, yeah. And if you like to let Kyle know your thoughts on his show or his podcast, The Fall of the Spurs Dynasty, make sure to reach out to him on Twitter at SportsDSD underscore. Follow him now on Twitter. So for Kyle Ledbetter, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.